0: To see the progress that the ladies' sports have made.
1: Yeah, big time.
0: And uh, I came to Dublin in the nineteen forties, and I saw a girl called Kathleen Mills. People used to go to Crow Park to see her playing camogie. On her own, I think she won sixteen on that over the last. People went to see her, but camogie went back a bit both camogie ladies' footballer getting better by the year now. And that's a very healthy sign. Why do
1: you think it was that Pardee brought in the Ladies football into the tournament?
0: Well, Pardee would always be asking, how could we make it better? Mm -hmm. And it might be something he hadn't thought of before, but fair play to him, anything I ever suggested to him, he gave it a try then. It wouldn't work out at all, but he was willing to take a chance, and as I said earlier, it's not a crime to fail or to lose once you're anxious, the next one is the one. And Tommy, for yourself, um, what would your relationship have
1: been like with Pauly? Your dad, Sean, would have
2: played with him? Yeah, my father father and Pauly would have been quite close when they were playing together, so I would have been lucky enough to to meet him a good few times as a young fella, and my connection with with Pauly and and, and the rest of the O'Shea family um, would go back right from the early years, you know, he was a great character, um, you know everyone I suppose that has met him has a story about him. There, you know he, he was such a positive guy, he brought a smile to your face, um, and you know it's great to see Padraig go you know, taking the mantle back in Venturi because you know it's a great place, and anyone that hasn't been there before, you know you, you, you will really enjoy it. It's a special place, um, you know you could spend three hours walking around the bar looking the photos, Um but it's, it's it's something that you really will enjoy. and It's great to see Padraig um, moving that forward. He's doing great things back there, so you know wish him the best of luck this year again.
1: And
2: for yourself, when you're sitting beside a dub, is it bringing back bad memories for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think Michal said earlier that Dublin and Kerry had a bond, but that's that's one way of putting it, I suppose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, look, I, um, you know, they obviously got the better of us last year. We were, we were close the first day and, and obviously lost the second day, but there's a big difference between drawing with Dublin and, and, and going that extra step and beating them. So. Look, we have be young enough squad there's a few old ends like myself around the place too, so hopefully we'll have, we'll have learnt a bit from last year and um, you know and, and we'll be able to go one step further. But it's not it's not just us that are trying to beat Dublin, there's a lot of teams on, on probably the same level as us that are looking up Dublin are, are the team to beat, they're very much the benchmark so um you know well Dublin are, are obviously the front runners, there's a lot of other teams that are able to. And if you are looking back on that day, the so
1: team came on and what an impact you made. There's a lot to be said about an impact, so I think you made I think within a few minutes you had one, two, you'd set up within three plays. Did you think that
2: was it that day we were gonna do it? Um, I suppose when you're on the field you never really think like that. You're just you're concentrating on the next play. Like we we were in the game, um, you know, Dublin probably had a lot of opportunities towards the end of the game. We we probably had opportunities before that and didn't take them, but look, they're such an experienced team they they know how to win, they know how to go in no game. So no matter how far you're in front. Um, you know they always have a chance of coming back at you so um, look, we, we were unlucky probably but we easily could have lost the first game as well so we were glad to have had the second chance and unfortunately we probably didn't take the opportunity so they were there in the replay and I just came up short but look that's the way it goes You try and learn from them move forward and hopefully we'll be there again this year yeah, and so Rachel this is your club here on Valley Golden so serious setup up here yeah I'm
1: lucky um, to
3: be from such an amazing club, Black Valley Bowden. there's always something going on here, we've uh, so many teams from juvenile to senior and um, I'm really excited, this is my first year to get to go to the Quadioche tournament, Um, my team have travelled down the last few years but I haven't because of county football commitments with the National League, so again this year we have two ladies football teams travelling down so um, Amazing to kind of get a the army going down. And you've been
1: quite successful the last few years when you were down yeah, the yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. name. I've kind of heard
3: the story about the trophy uh, earlier on. But the girls, <laughs> uh, we're looking <laughs> up to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The girls were lucky enough to bring home uh, the trophy, and they we had great celebrations at our fiftieth anniversary gala last November. And the club might have slightly got mislaid um, for a few weeks or <laughs> months, good.
1: but it's been successfully relocated and they'll be bringing it back down uh, in February. Brilliant. And so for people that have never been before, and um, looking to maybe just go down for the, the weekend and know it's to follow about the minute for registration, what can they expect from the whole tournament? Well, from what I've heard from the girls, it seems to be an
3: absolutely brilliant way to start off the year and kickstart. And um, the buzz for training, and getting back, playing matches. So I've heard the standard of football is is amazing,
1: and also that there's great atmosphere and great crack in the place. So I can't wait. James, and we so what would your relationship been like with quality and Had
0: very fond memories. Well, everybody knew come, oh, wherever they went, I I come from east, and they west. I'd be back in the west as often as I could. You'd always run it. And he'd tell you, he had story after story about this fellow there. And he told me he was playing senior football for the at 16 years of age. But he had no football looks later. And at half time, a player who had played a good few times with Kelly but knew that he was at the end of his career, he hit a fine pair of boots. He told me, Vwinche of De, Big Laham. He took off his football boots at halftime time and gave them to me and said, they'll work better for you. That was his first pair of football boots. He, he was never shocked to the market. He always had stories about him. people who visited and uh, famous people visited there. I think he, he was next in power to the Taoiseach. He was the only person I knew. As he could drive straight from England and go straight to Charlie's residence. He had that advantage. He was invited any time he wanted. Bullish time. Charlie was talking about his too. Another thesis as well. And every year, leaving politics out of it, if the person was the from that was in power at the time, that would be invited to do the law. So they know who took a and uh, you know people are different. He complained, John Egan, to me one time. John Egan was as good a forward as I ever saw. He was Cardinal Forward in the Kerry team, you know, the four in the and all that, and he was there, fostering the tree after that. And Paddy complained, John. He said we were before the gate was open, mad to get out. He said I couldn't wait to get out in the field and get at them. And at one stage before the gate was open, he said, i got a gentle tug in my jersey. And I looked around, and there was John Egan. And he calmly said, now, this was an all-added fight. Where are you going after the match party? <laughs> and that would be typical of John Egan. As cool as you could, he'd go out then and play a brilliant game. He was never interviewed. He'd be gone as soon as he could. So I, I used to look forward to meeting Paulie, to call there to meet him after the matches, and he'd say out straight what was in his head. So he was an unusual person, but he was an extremely popular and helpful person to anyone that he thought he could help.
1: And starting off the tournament, was the plan for it to go as big as it is now, or was it just to have a few local games, get local lads involved, or was it the plan to have 18 men's and 18 women's teams from all over the country involved, or...?
0: Well, it shows the strength of it at the moment, mm-hmm. the demand for it, the willingness of clubs. And it does cost a bit of money to travel. But it's a great thing. Costa Nadine ever came. People meet. That's a problem. And I said, Costa unplanned six months ago, and there'd be people going to that place that, that never met anyone who before that's costly Nadine and Achela, in spite of themselves people meet and mingle and have good memories of the Trinity's own work. Definitely.
1: And so Tommy, you see David Clifford is going to be captain now for this year, so what do you think of that? Do you think, is it a lot of pressure on him very young Where do you think he's up to the task?
2: Yeah, well in fairness, of him, he's dealt with pressure um, so far in his career pretty well. Um, you know, like there's been such expectations on him since he was probably 16 when he burst on the scene playing college football. But, um, you know, I suppose if you were to leave his age aside, he'd probably be in the mix up for the captaincy anyway because he's, you know, he's a strong voice in the dressing room. He he knows what he's doing. Obviously, he's he, he's a really talented footballer that has a good football brain as well, and as well at articulate his point. So um, while he is he is young, I think he's only I think he's 21 next week. Um, you no, know, but he's he's a mole head on, on, on his shoulders. You know, so he's. Um, there's a lot of excitement around about it, you know, he's, uh, he's the Kerry people, obviously they, they're excited to watch him play, but knowing that he's leading up the Kerry team as well, it, it's, it's a great honour for him and his club, Fossa, and um, I think the rest of us are just looking forward to seeing him leading Kerry out, and we're more than happy to go be there behind him.
1: And that's the tradition in Kerry, to have the captain pick from the senior, uh, the winners of the senior club championship. Do you think it's, Michal, what do you think of that? Do you think it's a good tradition, or do you think maybe the manager should get the choice of so?
0: You should the team. Well, it had been the tradition, but for simple reason, it's not always that a club wins, and yeah. nice to have an honour for the club on account of their winning the county challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, you could make a case for both. Others say that should be the captain should be chosen by the players. There'd be nothing wrong with that either, or the selectors. But uh, he he was on the team that won the county challenge. They went not allowed to go forward because it was a divisional team, and I think he's a good choice, and whatever you do, there are other people that are, you know, ready to step in, if they need. It's a great honour to be the captain.
1: Oh, yeah, no, Deb, I know he's going to do a great job. I've seen some of the interviews, and you'd never think he's 21. Like, he speaks so well, and no doubt he'll do a great job. And, Rachel, for yourself, you have quite an interesting story. So, yeah, first person on the scene in 2010, Won an All Ireland and an All that year, and then you yeah, had an injury then. I it was for two years you were out with your back, wasn't it? Yeah, I was out for a couple of years with my back,
3: so um, missed uh, some of the All Ireland finals where the girls tried to be court for uh, those three years in a row when yeah. they were so close. Um, but it was brilliant to I was able to get back after that injury um, and get back into the squad for 2017 and then just
1: pushed on from there so yeah it's, it's been a, an interesting journey all right and mentally it can be very tough i know tommy you had an injury yourself as well i know you it was your hamstring wasn't it coming back from the afl yeah, yeah i tore my
2: hamstring tendons yeah. off the bone so it um, took me a full 12 months to come back from it um so yeah it was a pretty significant injury but luckily i was still out to run it, around.
1: yeah big time well, i think it's such a big thing within the ga mentally it can be so tough on player like i said really get back and he's obviously both you know had the mindset to keep going what was it that really just sort of i don't know spurred on to, to want to get back on the pitch again i
3: suppose the love for for playing for your county just really pushes you on through those dark nights or gym sessions when you're on your own and you're watching the team running out and all you want is, is to be out there with them and just that to have that that
1: real for all to get back to really helps. And how are you finding retirement now? I know it's still all very new, but I'm sure it was a tough decision to make. Yeah, early days so far,
3: but I think the, the girls were back training there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, definitely a hard decision, and um, I think you just kind of weigh up all the, the winter trainings and traveling around the country and the commitment, and, and then think of all the amazing days and, and Fun that you have and being part of a team, and um, I think this year I'm, I'm happy to, to push on with the club and to look on the, on the bright side. I get to go to things like Claudio Shea and, yeah. and and focus on, on playing with my club again.
0: Yeah, big time. And Michal, have you always been involved in Claudio Shea tournament? Well I've been as a good fit, especially the final day, you know, in of thing and all the the we wanted to be wise going there one time, I saw one time uh, people, not party but others were discussing, is there any way we could weaken that Mayo team that had qualified for the final? And somebody came up with an idea, we'll add tug of to it and have a near the final. And of course, the Mayo team were made favorites to go with it, they were dead when the tug of war was over. <laughs> so Robbie uh, there's a great atmosphere there. You know, it's it's local really it's there locally, it is uh, uh, it has split over the country And Eventually it's it. what I hear it's a very special place. I haven't been myself now. This year is the year that I get to go, but it
1: is. Well we have
3: posters up everywhere to welcome you. <laughs> We're Can't glad wait. that everyone's <laughs> that year. <laughs>
0: Another one good by the and by the bulldog. A current player, Michael David McCauley. He's as good as I ever saw to cut through the defense. He always can manage it. And, and a wonderful player I'm looking at him for a good time. And he needs to come and make shian sure and play and shall no not make, but he has done a lot for the football and so has to come. Yeah, definitely in a here in in
1: and so Tommy, um, the Aussie rules obviously was a big part of your life. Would you recommend us going to do? Do you think it's a good
2: experience? I think it is. Yeah, like it's unfortunately in Ireland we don't have. Well, obviously the amateur the amateur um, side of the, of GA is obviously um, a real strength of it. Unfortunately, players don't have the opportunity to play professionally. So um, with Australian rules being so close to, to Gaelic football, it is the only chance that guys have. So. Um, while it isn't for everybody, some guys have gone there for a couple of months, come back, some guys have, have turned it down. and uh, some guys have gone out there and done really well. So it's um look your own there, you're playing professionally, it's it's a great lifestyle. You're you're travelling to the other side of the world, meeting new people, you know, it's it's a great test to see how good you can be. Um, you know, so I like personally I would I would recommend it for people or, or at least have a look, but um you know I can see the other side of it too, it, it is a big concern for, for GA. Um, particularly clubs when they're losing a, um, a player that they put basically 18-19 years into so it's, um, it is tough but you know, it's, it's a great experience at the same time so you know, anyone that's going out there it is going to be tough for them, it, it's, there's a big um, transition period um, but look all you can do is wish them well and, and hopefully that they can be successful out there.
1: And how did that all come about for you then, how did you get scouted or how does it all work?
2: Um, well, I, I was on the, the Kerry senior team at, at the time, so um, I had I had been speaking to them for a few years prior to that. But um, I suppose after 2008, 2009, I'd been I kind of established myself on, on the Kerry senior team, and you know they asked me to go over. I went over initially on a trial, and then the next year they offered me a contract. So it's, um, it was it was something I, I kind of always wanted to do. I'd seen Ty Kinelli do it before me. Um, I'd always kind of kept kept denying it. Um, Tina G had a great highlights with there once upon a time, but um, yeah, look, it was, it was it was something that I just felt I had to do. I didn't want to be looking back in, in 10, 15 years' time and saying, if I had tried that, what would have happened? You know, I, I went over, gave it a go, um, and I was there for five years. I, I had good times and a lot of bad times also, but um, it, overall, it was a great experience.
1: Yeah, definitely, and we see the girls, it's the u thing for the girls heading out now also. Um, give some Dublin players that have had it out as well, Rachel. Yeah, there's a couple of them headed out. Um,
3: I think it's a pretty new thing for the women's side of things, but uh, there's 18 of them gone out yeah. this year, so we're all kind of dying to see how they get on. The matches, I think, are due to start March, April time, so um, really, really great to see how they get on. I think they could definitely uh, get in the mix there and shake things up. When they get back then
1: in time. Just the championship, isn't it? They'll miss probably the league, and then they go back. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's slightly different for the women that the, the mm-hmm. year is much shorter that they can come back
3: and play with their counties uh, for the championship, so hopefully they'll be
1: back it, to get ready for kind of pre-championship training with plan. Yeah, and so obviously you're seeing as well there's a lot of changes going on within the GA, a lot of role changes, and obviously the mark with yourself, Tommy, obviously playing Aussie Rose. what do you think, there's a lot of confusion around what's right, what's wrong, or how they're going to implement it, I don't know. Do you think it'll be a good thing for the game? Yeah, it's a fantastic group. All
2: right, <laughs> <laughs> Uh No, look, I think I, I know there's probably been a lot of um, a lot of people kind of questioning it, but um, you know I think it it, it does reward teams that, that want to keep the ball. Um, you know, if you've guys inside that are, are good ball winners, um, I think teams will be more likely to, to, to go along to them. And I think it's probably a feature of our game that's probably died away over the last 10 to 15 years. Is is feeling the ball with teams. They're running it so much now that those 50-50 contests aren't really there as much anymore so i think look, it, it, i think if a guy gets it around the middle i think he's going to be more likely to kick it in long and i, I, I don't think that's a bad thing um, and look it, it is optional if you don't want to use it you play on and play the game the way it's 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 normally played so i don't think it's going to have a major impact some teams will use it better than others but um, i'm looking forward to seeing how it goes yeah what's your view on it well it's worth
0: the try.
2: I don't think too much
0: because a lot of people that win possessions in the normal way, not all of them score. But this is a very good chance of a score when you get a free. Yeah. Now I would much prefer to see the rule that all kick-outs went beyond the forty-five, and it wouldn't take a great effort to kick out from the twenty now. So uh, I was disappointed that that wasn't brought in this year. I don't know what other people think, but I think it bring more contests yeah. into
1: it. Yeah, I think I just have reservations that will, I love watching a corner court take their player on. I'm just, will they take the easy option and just go, all out right, and pop it over from here? Or will they take on their man or woman? Do you know, i just be afraid that aspect of the game could be lost with it, or?
2: I, I still think guys are going to take them on. Like if we, um, you know, if you just take Kerry, for example, if it's James, I don't know who or Paul Ganey or someone. If they, if they, they're such good forwards. When they win the ball, they almost have a sense to know if there's a goal on. So I still think that if they feel that they have a chance to beat their man, which they most of the time they do, I still think that they're just going to play on and play the way they normally play. I, I don't think it's a case that guys are just going to stop up. And even if you do mark the ball, it gives you a couple of seconds to to see what's on. And but I think largely, I think uh goals will play on. I think if you see, you know, four or five shots of goal from the mark of the whole game, I think that would be a lot. So while I obviously see people's concerns so I don't think it's gonna have as big an impact as people would say it
0: It's half of the life of us imagine, you know, what goes on within the head of the player on the I got a great example of that from Colin Cooper once. He was in front of the goals and he was a good enough feeder. There was a ball coming that was perfect for him to catch, but he didn't. He flicked it, and it went into the goal. Met him a few days later, and I said, "Colin, why did you flick that ball?" I could hear the goalie coming, Mister. I could hear him coming. Now I didn't ask him to explain, but I read it as maybe the goalie shouted, "Leave it to me." Did say, I knew there was nobody in the goal, even my back was too, and that's why at that time I knew he was not on the line. So, players, you know, we don't get much time to think of that politically, and that's what makes it so great. We see strange things, nothing like it. So, it. so, if you had a prediction yeah. for the ladies going forward, we're obviously going to say, Dublin, who do you think
1: they'll be in the final with? I think the Teams definitely up there, and um,
3: same again could be Galway, Cork, Kerry, Mayo.
1: It's very um, that's the nice thing about the ladies, yeah. it's very open, you know, it really is. You, you never know what's going to happen with it.
3: Yeah, and there's a lot of young teams coming through as well. The likes of Tipperary and Donegal have kind of been knocking on
1: the door as well for the last few years, so mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's great competition there. Big time. And so, lads, if I had to ask his name to make your predictions for the year ahead, we're not allowed to pick Kerry. Take me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: very early on, but what do you think for the year ahead? Your you picture for the All Ireland? them Division 1. Yeah, it's great. And that is a big step forward. Yeah, turn around They again. will learn a lot of the league playing against Division 1. Too. I don't think they're ready yet to win in All Ireland, but they're, they're definitely on way. Now, a team I'm keeping close eye on has done the goal. They had the nicest sets of forwards. A few of them had injuries. I'm told they're all lucky. Okay. If you're good forwards, you know you're both in half there. Uh, I always love to see teams winning that never won before. And I was looking up to see Down win their first ever. 1960. They won their first ever county just in 12 months ahead. And to think that they were able to beat Kerry in the final... The first time out of all. That was great. I saw Armagh win there force. I saw Donegal win there force. I saw Tyrone win their force. And I saw Delhi win their force. And outside of that, the only country I saw winning a force was the Theophilus footballers. They did it. They did it in 1971. They did it again in 72. And I think you'd get an odd person, Kelly, to know that they did it again in '80. So <laughs> <laughs> well, she might was great. Uh, am I allowed to say something about the hog? Of course. Offaly's hobbling record in 1980. They had never won the lens. They had played in the lens of fine, but got beaten in 1969. And if you searched the books going back, they were also in the Leinster final when they were wiped out in 1929. That was their record. But I was broadcasting the Leinster final of 1980 when only 8,000 turned up as against the normal 35 for Wexford and Kilkenny and so on. And that day, awfully beat Kilkenny, the Orlando champ. To win that first ever, and they went from a team that were in a Leinster final maybe once every 40 years they played in 11 consecutive Leinster finals they won 7 of them and they won 4 of them I always describe that as a myth which was built on hope and there's nothing like hope <laughs> so anything for that whole winter football, it's wide open there's no pressure on Dublin in this sense Six in a row was never done before, anyway. That's a relief. If somebody had done six in a row before, it would be a different thing. They'd be there. Kerry will be, I would say, about, would I be right, Tommy, about 20 to 25% better this year. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. you <laughs> <laughs> have to be for <laughs> they be it. Kerry so and, and Kelly win an average of three out of every ten. But you'll never know what will happen. They'll be in the car. Cork had a great finish to the league last They're lying in the grass. They're watching Kerry. But it's going to make a great year. Tell me, what do you
1: think?
2: Yeah, hopefully it's us. Um, (laughs) You know, as we said before, there's, there's a... There's still a bit to go yet. Um, you know, it's a long way away. We still have all the national league to get through, the Munster Championship, and then after the, the Super Eights and eventually the All Ireland Series. So it's um, it'll be a long year. And uh, you know, we weren't too far away this year, so we just have to try and bridge that gap. And you know, hopefully we're launching a bit more than something Dublin again with the Green Borders and throwing the Samboy over the table there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <nice laughs> in talk up here now. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll finish up then.
0: Um, and Rachel, you're recently
1: married congratulations, I'm going to say that at the start. Handshake <laughs> <laughs> from Michal if you remember that one. <laughs> and so Michal, I'm starting out and doing all the presenting sort of thing. Um, what advice would you give to young people today, just in life in general?
0: Well, to young people, I often say to them, to very easy get caught up in your own team, your loyalty, the county club. And I tell all the young people, you are speaking to every people that like this team, like that team, come to see a good match. You must always give it as it is, not the way you would like it to be. And they are different things. But you know the players and what they put into it. They all deserve fair play. To be fair to everybody. And I am long enough around to remember Paddy O'Keefe. He was the general secretary. He was known just as the secretary in that time. From, I think, 1928 to 1964, he was the secretary. And he always advised young journalists. And he took a quiet walk. And I remember he said to me now, if a person goes down injured, don't make a big story of it because his parents will be watching. Now listen. And it was a good thing to say. Don't make too much of it. Television did away with that because of the And if I talk about the keenest footballer I ever met was Larry Tom. was he there. He captained Corkman, they won in 1990. The Hodlers won the same year as they did a hundred years before the Hodlers and Footballers did. And there was a big golf duo the month of February nineteen ninety-one, down the car. And I was at it. The two cops were on the table. Every single player saw it all were there except Larry Tung, who was captain in 1990 when his knee went. And I thought as captain he should have been there. And I left the dinner quietly. He had a pub that time down near the railway station. I went in there. We didn't see him in a moment. Where would he be? He's either in Such a gym, the Silver Springs Gym, or in the North. And this was ten o'clock at night in February. I went down to the Silver Springs. He was alone in the gym, opened the car, doing way etc. And we chatted for a while and I did a bit of an interview with him. And then I said, I'll see you in Chicago because both teams go to Chicago from Arctic State. You will not, but you'll see me in Kill on the 18th of June. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. Now that was a dedicated man and I'm sure you met him a few times. Too put everything into it the next one, we must do it, it so I had a great time Annie, and I'll be there on Saturday the COVID day, and Saturday's all and there'll be something else coming so. <laughs> okay. well it's been an absolute honour to share the stage with you this evening and to Tommy and
1: Rachel, so thanks very much everyone, uh, safe home we look forward to the competition um, the 22nd of February. And best of luck to all the O'Shea family. I'm sure it's going to be a great weekend. And thanks so much here from very nice Sports
2: Talk.